0: hello and welcome to the latest clear cruise podcast coming up in this week's episode we spoke with Jacqueline Bott the hotel manager at Cunard to talk about life aboard cruise ships later on we have the latest news from Australasia with Peter Collar but first discussing the river cruise sector is the president and ceo of uniworld herself Ellen Betridge enjoy
1: with Ellen Bettridge, the president and CEO of Uniworld. Yes. Thank you for joining us. It's so much fun, so nice, nice to be here in London. Uh, and we're talking of course about river cruising. Yes. Uh, as a lot of people are, why do you think river cruising is such of the moment?
2: You know I think that it, it got on the stage you know a few years ago and since then everybody's just been upping their game and looking at how they can make it even more exciting. Um, you know, you saw that with with ocean cruising years ago, yes. right? So now it's River Cruise's chance and time. So they're just continuing to bring out more ships, bring out new innovations. Um, and it's our moment.
1: And as a, as a ship operator, does that put pressure on you to come up with something new and something more exciting than everybody else?
2: It does and it doesn't. Um, we have a very unique product. You know what? We really are truly floating boutique hotels. And so we don't have to always have something different um, because our ships are all unique and different.
1: And your design is very famous. Yes. Where does the inspiration come from?
2: It comes from the Red Carnation Hotels. So you know what? This company was purchased by the Tolman family back in 2004. And when they bought the company, there were seven ships in the fleet, a very small little fleet. And in 2009, they decided, you know what? Let's really turn this into a luxury brand. And with the launch of the, super, the, the Beatrice, right. they um, went ahead and said, you know what, let's take some of the elements and the style from our Red Carnation hotels and let's bring them onto a ship. But they didn't stop there. They also said, let's also bring the service. Okay. right? So let's train our staff the same way we train our staff in our five-star hotels. And um, that really helped to change river cruising and really added that whole luxury element to it.
1: So do you think that extra consumer awareness is being driven by Your Amazing Ships or by travel agents or a combination of the two?
2: Definitely a combination of the two. Um, You know, we've seen some great success here actually in the UK in the last year. Our business is up over next year in a really beautiful way. Um, And what we've seen is that we've engaged with some of our um, agencies here in a deeper way. What I said to them is "Let's, let's really build those relationships. Let's make them strong. And we have a great success story of a gentleman who um, I met with in January at the time. I think they had two bookings on the, you know, nothing. Didn't know anything about us. I said to him, let's put a few of your agents on. I know that agents have to see and experience a product in order to sell it. They came back. They were in love. They couldn't wait to start selling it. They started selling it. He then became in love because he saw his bottom line. Right. You're selling a higher yeah. end product. Yeah. You're selling a product at a different price point. Price is not what we're driving, right? We're driving an experience. And he had a chance to see that. And It's almost a mandate in our office now to sell Uniworld. And all I can say is our bookings are amazing well, for this year as well as already into 19.
1: Well, congratulations on that. Is there a challenge in the UK, as other markets, to for agents to understand river cruising before they can understand something like Uniworld?
2: Yeah, I think so. I don't think they understand river. I think they think that river cruising is a lot like ocean still. Right. I think they're expecting the ocean experience. And um, I think they're shocked and amazed when they walk on board as how small they are. And then they get it and say, oh, wait a minute. Now I see. I mean, our average ship is 130 passengers, right? right? Very small, very intimate. You know who everybody is, good or bad. (laughs) Very shortly. Uh, So it's, uh, you know, it's, it it is very, definitely a different experience. And agents do need to walk on board a ship to Mm. see it, but they need to walk on several. Um, There's several different types of ships out there. And there's different levels, just as there is in ocean cruising, right? Yeah. So they need to understand those differences. And we
1: often think that um, the the differences between ocean ships is now more understood by travel agents in a way that we need to get to with river cruising.
2: Agreed. Absolutely.
1: So how how has the Uniworld product changed over the last five or so years?
2: So I think it's we've... We took um, one of our ships just in the last two years. It's just craziness is what's been happening. Um, We took the Beatrice, which I mentioned earlier. Back in 2009, we launched her. Well, we took her out last year, and for six months, we did this ship. When I say we redid this ship, we took her down to the metal. And we put in this beautiful yacht-like finish throughout. We added in more dining venues. So she actually has four dining venues now on a 130-passenger ship, That's true. right? So (laughs) she's got a fantastic steakhouse Max's, she's got Schubert's, which is a little place in the front of the ship to grab food. You've got your beautiful dining room, but of course we also have 24-hour room service, which most don't have that. So it's really, um, we said, you know, we need to up our game. We need to make sure we have the best ships on the water. And what do our customers want? They want more suites, they want more dining venues, and they really want more luxurious finishes.
1: Um, and wellness has become a bit of a buzzword in the industry yep. recently. How is how is that on Uniworld?
2: You know, wellness has been with us for a while now. We actually have a wellness coach on every one of our ships. Okay. We offer yoga classes every morning. We have activities called Let's Go where customers can go out and go walking with our guides, go on walking tours of city with the guides, go biking with our guide. So we have someone who is there all the time and that is our full-time job is to be the wellness coach.
1: Um, Famously, you launched You by uh recently. Ha- what's happening with that particular right. brand?
2: Well, and, and it is really recently. You know, yeah. I feel like I've been talking about it forever, but you know, we really launched in April of this year. Was so it it's just—it was wow. only April. Okay. We've only been sale- selling for a few months. So right. it's really, it's—it's uh, it's amazing to see. But you know, year one was a year of. Understanding what the customer wants so it is a new product So it was about listening to our customer and making some quick changes. It was about evolving it um, And I think we've got it into a really good place. I'm very excited about next year We're already seeing the forward bookings are strong lots of groups lots of charters um, gay and lesbian groups singles honeymooners That is who's buying this product
1: and is it more difficult now with two almost separate brands than running just one brand
2: Well, I'm really happy because I'm a Gemini, so I have two personalities, so therefore I get to figure them out. It is difficult. Um, You know, there's two very different stories, and actually we're in the process right now of taking our res staff through, here is the differences. So when someone calls and wants to book you by UniWorld, make sure they understand what it is, and here's the top five things you gotta say so that they really do understand that there is a difference.
1: And there's a different guest profile, presumably.
2: There is. Um, The average guest on uh, U by Uniworld is about 35, 40 years old. They're young professionals. Uh, They're very active. Uh, They're not looking to be confined. They want to do what they want to do, right? And they want to design their own vacation. And that really is truly what the, this is their floating hotel that's taking them through a different place. And by the way, the majority of them have never been on a river cruise.
1: So great for the industry. Yeah, it is. and Yangtze is something that uh, Uniworld have been talking about for a while. What do those new itineraries mean for Uniworld guests? Right.
2: So it's it's about how we can further explore China in a different way. So we had a ship there before, which is a much larger ship, and we had this, just the suites on the ship. Okay. We now have our own ship, um, and she's smaller, and she's uh, offered, she's an all balcony, all suite ship with a staff ratio of one to one. She's got a beautiful movie theater on board, a two-story restaurant on board, so um, she's spectacular. So it's really about bringing that true luxury experience to the Yangtze.
1: So it feels like you've been really busy and doing lots lots of things. (laughs) what's next what's next for you
2: (laughs) they do keep me really really busy (laughs) but that's good yeah so it is all about what's gonna happen next year and so next year 2019 um, we'll launch um, we're taking the River Royale which is in Bordeaux today and she'll go through her transformation okay so in April of next year we'll be bringing out the um, super ship Bon Voyage it's going to be her new name so we're very excited about Bordeaux is an amazing region It is. And and that ship's gonna be all about food all about wine all about that deep experience. So I'm very excited about that. I ship. did it as
1: a cruise holiday myself this year. Oh it's, you did? It's a beautiful region. Yeah, so Lots very, of wine tasting. You're lots right. of wine tasting. And actually lots of cycling and yep. we did some hiking up through the vineyards. Right. It's a beautiful area. Yeah,
2: so I'm very excited about that. Um, we also, with India, um, we have, we launched earlier a product, um, an experience called meet we And meet we is an opportunity for people to give a hand up versus a hand out Right. And so this is an organization where we've, we've put it together with our crews in India and they go there to the meet we experience for the first two days. And then they'll experience the Oberoi hotels and then they join our ship and so it's just for those customers who are looking for that we've uh, brought that to them as well fantastic Uh, and then we start going into 2020. it's like (laughs) i've I've got to think about four or five years at one time Um, and this is all about um, how we elevate our ships another step further so we're going to have a new ship on the nile oh wow we're going to have a new ship on the duro Uh, We're going to take the uh, River Countess and completely redo her. But not just the ship. We're also going to redo the experience. The River Countess is in Venice. Okay. And so um, today we go on the Po River. And we're looking to actually have the ship just stay into the lagoon and actually visit some of the beautiful islands there and make it a truly immersive Venice experience. So um, lots of things to do.
1: A huge amount to do. Yes. And and the Nile is a is an exciting river for many people yeah. it's just started to grow again yeah. back in the uk was that a big decision to go back to the and to, to grow that you time?
2: know it was driven by our customers so our customers were asking for it so last year we saw a really nice uptake in it and uh, mm. really more towards um it was really started in first quarter and then you know you sell again in fourth quarter so it did very well for us last year um i think that was up Oh, over 350 passengers more oh, gosh. from year over year, right. so it was a very nice uptake. Yeah. Um, already going forward into next year, we have our occupancy is already at 45%. Oh, amazing. Yeah, so we're very excited about it, so we want to make sure, once again, we have the best ships there.
1: So plenty more to do. Yeah, always,
2: always. <laughs> oh, and there's one more uh, in Vietnam. Uh, we're having a new ship in Vietnam as well in 2020. On the Mekong. On the Mekong, yeah. Beautiful area. Yeah.
1: Excellent, well look, good luck with everything. Thank and you. Thank you for joining us. I'm having a blast. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Thanks. So I'm lucky enough to be on the beautiful Queen Victoria with Jackie who is the Hotel General Manager is that right?
3: That is correct yes.
1: Uh, so briefly what does the Hotel General Manager do?
3: Uh, well I've got a large department so I've got approximately 800 um, crews so I've Gosh. got six direct reports which varies from entertainment, food and beverage, housekeeping, postal operations and retail, finance and finally medical so all of those direct reports have their own departments and then they actually report into me yes
1: so you're responsible for most of that guest interaction
3: yes i would say that anything that's not deck or technical sort of falls underneath the hotel department umbrella so again uh, guest service is very important for our guests of course and of course we've also got to you know interact accordingly behind the scenes as well so what we have on board is our White Star service programme yeah. which um, covers service amongst ourselves and with the guests
1: So do all of those crew interact with the guests somehow?
3: Uh, all of our, our crew, not all, not everybody predominantly housekeeping and um, food and beverage but we've got a lot of people who work behind the scenes and what we do is we make sure that they fully understand that they too can impact on the guest's experience so hmm. there might not be the face to face contact but can impact on the guest experience and what they're completing in their role
1: Uh, and presumably it's quite a mix of nationalities on board
3: yes we can have up to approximately 50 different nationalities on board from all over the globe so yes
1: and today is turnaround day for the ship is that the busy day for for some of the departments
3: Uh, it's a busy day for all of the departments um of course housekeeping are you know resetting all the cabins staterooms and then we have food and beverage which is sort of quite lax in the morning for them but of course the pressure's on in the evening yeah. when they're meeting their new guests for the first time and of course you know you've got a lot going on with you know technical fuel coming on board and uh, already you know resting for the sail out of the deck department as well
1: and do you spend a lot of your time walking because she's quite a big ship
3: she's a reasonable size <laughs> ship i mean not only have you got to sort of think about walking around and you know talking to the guests and interacting also you've got to walk around the crew areas as well and interact with the crew so it's something that you've got to be mindful of it's easy to forget you know sort of sitting behind the desk and you know dealing with computer emails and people coming in to see you but you do make the effort once twice a day to actually go around and say hello to people then of course you've got guest interaction Mm. at social gatherings as well which is quite nice
1: and it's quite they're quite famous on cunard because that interaction with senior crew and guests is an important part for the guests
3: it is it's a big part of the guest experience because of course many of our guests come back time and time again so they do get to know a lot of uh, the team members on board and and it's nice for them to see familiar f- faces and of course they like to you know meet the officers at the cocktail parties or whenever we are walking around the ship or even on the quayside you know towards the dispatch whatever sort of to make sure that they're in safe hands yeah. sure
1: and you mentioned the white star service that's such an important part of of what you do
3: absolutely um we've got the white star service customer customer service program yeah. which was um, introduced about 12 years ago and we've just relaunched it and all of us from the captain and myself down that yeah. we, you know we've got to embrace a reinvention of it but it's it's great and it's been well accepted on board and then of course we're, we're rolling it out to people who work at Carnival UK and then other people who we actually interact with whether it's you know people working the terminal the ladies that check in as yeah. well so it's a new process
1: fantastic so, a little bit about you. You've, how long have you been with Cunard and, and how did you end up at Cunard? Uh,
3: I've been with Cunard for, it'll be about, just about three years. Okay. Um, I have been at sea for 23 years but wow. um, I was asked to come to Cunard about three years ago for six weeks and I'm still here. So it's a long six <laughs> weeks but no, it's great because I, I actually applied to Cunard when I decided to come to sea but unfortunately as I wasn't fluent in a second language uh, I was unable to apply. So I went to p instead. So I worked for p for 20 years, which I had a, you know, thoroughly enjoyable time.
1: And what, and what made you decide to, to, to uh, uh, life at sea?
3: Uh I mean, I'm from the Midlands. So of course, you know, you don't really have that much involvement <laughs> right. with the sea. And I actually cruised uh, on uh, one of the old p vessels, Canberra, that some people will have heard of. Yeah. And uh, that was it. And I thought, was well, sort of, you know get out of a rut at home and do something completely different and see the world which of course is what i have done yeah and uh, it was great yeah so no looking back at all um and it was interview went okay but of course i wasn't you know i wasn't fluent in shorthand and then of course i a phone call a month later saying jackie you know, you've got to, can you cut? jane's walking walk down the gangway uh, on Canberra in sydney and we need a new a junior assistant person yeah. so that was it yeah. the rest is history
1: and what kind of jobs have you been doing over those years
3: i have completed most of the roles in the hotel department other than uh haven't actively completed the role of food and beverage manager but everything else other than medical and entertainment. So, but having worked closely with those departments over the years, you've got certainly a lot of knowledge and experience. And was them. it a lot,
1: and is that a lot of fun working with? Because it must be a quite a close community on board.
3: It is a very close community on board, and um, I think you know we're always engaging with one another. And I mean, I see my direct reports. It can be you know four, five, six times a day. you know either in one another's office or around the ship or completing rounds. So, you're always you know, interacting with your team members and hotel seniors as such, yeah.
1: You said that you uh, very much wanted to see lots of the world. Have you seen all of it, or, or as much as you can from a cruise ship?
3: I think probably, yes, you've seen as much as you can <laughs> from a cruise ship, purely because you're always going to ports of call. Yeah. Um, and... Having completed you know, a number of world voyages and concentrated on perhaps going around South America down the Amazon or fly cruising in the Caribbean or in the Mediterranean, so you've seen as much as you can. But I think when you are going to the ports, of course, I'll say to guests that it gives you a flavour of the country and thinking, oh, you know, I'm not going back there again. Or yes, I've oh, got I to will, go. Yes. I've got to go and spend more time in Australia. Yeah. I've got to go and travel. So it has broadened your horizon because of course you're meeting lots of different people and you're mixing lots of different cultures so which is and fantastic. i'm sure
1: everybody asks you what your favorite port is but is there a port that probably isn't a hero port as such but is one that you love or have fallen in love with
3: um i actually like any italian port of port. Mm. I, I love it, italy and you know having worked for two two new builds in northern italy also um Probably going to some more obscure places. I mean, Sydney's not necessarily on the doorstep. So, I've been fortunate enough to take local leave there and do all the things that I can't do when I'm working at sea, purely because of you know time off is not you know can't have that much time off. So, uh, going down the Amazon, that was a fantastic experience. Been fortunate to have done that three times, and each time is different. And going down to the Falkland Islands, so okay. yeah, I've, I've sort of seen quite a few places, <laughs> and um, yeah, so it gives you that opportunity now of you know places that you want to go back and see a little bit more of, and of course there's lots of things that you would like to go and see inland, which you've of course got to do independently. Yeah.
1: Now, famously, the three queens are in Southampton today. Mm-hmm. Have you worked across all three, or is there one that you
3: I've actually been very fortunate um, to complete the role of hotel manager, hotel general manager on all three queens. Oh wow! So, uh, yeah, very fortunate indeed. So, I've I was on the Queen Mary and I've just come over here. Then going back to the Queen Mary for a short stint, and I was on Queen Elizabeth for most of the world voyage in earlier on this year. Fantastic! So, yeah, feel very fortunate, and they're all it be None of them is my favourite ship. They've all got positive points. No, you have to say that. But if you are asked that question, people always say it's the ship I'm on, but they're all great in different respects. So, uh, yeah, enjoyed working on all three. Well,
1: thank you for all the good work you do uh, for for guests um, and thanks for
3: your time today. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you.
0: Well, that's nearly the end of this week's episode. But before we go, here's the latest from Peter Collar. Peter.
4: The past month has been extremely busy in both the Australian and the Asian regions. And while Aussies and Kiwis have been welcoming new ships for the summer season, along with uh, continual announcements of new deployments for seasons ahead, Asia moved through its busy cruise conferencing season where leaders and executives spent time in the fastest growing region in the world. Sea Trade Asia was held in Shanghai, and I have to say it was another a great event where I enjoyed delivering some workshops for the Chinese agents in this new-to-cruise market. And part of the appeal of the conference was just seeing the collaboration between so many different stakeholders, from the cruise lines themselves to ports and tour operators, agencies and suppliers, all whom have the common interest in building the domestic market. Actually, China was in a delicate position this year, as despite being the second biggest provider of cruise passengers in the world, there was a slight downturn in this year's cruise numbers due to a number of external factors. And a challenge that, uh, in the Chinese culture, is it can be seen as a negative. However. The most encouraging tones to witness during the event was very positive. Local government authorities and ministries declaring that they recognise the challenges and not glossing over them and actually have spent the year to readjust some of their perceptions, protocols and direction just slightly so that they can continue their ambitious endeavour to building a great local market. It was messaging of strong leadership and certainly goes a long way to continued confidence and progression in their market. Also last month, I'm pleased to report that CLIA signed an agreement with MATA, which is the Malaysian Association of Tour and Travel Agents, for a shared focus to drive cruise tourism in Malaysia, and we'll work closely with them uh, advocating and supporting the development and sustainability uh, of the cruise industry in Malaysia, while we'll also assist in the education of cruise across the nation. Also for our Indian agents, I can confirm that I will be presenting a keynote address on the Fly Cruise Market during Satay Conference held in Delhi during January. And after last year's attendance of 25,000 participants, I'm actually really looking forward to uh, doing that again and hopefully getting to meet some of you. Uh, Locally, a big congratulations to Joe Patton from Travel Managers who's won this year's Avis Scholarship Programme. It was a spectacular setting at the Park Hyatt in Sydney and just spending time with Joe through dinner, I have to say, some of these initiatives her and her sister Paula are doing are, are very exciting to see. And well done also to Michael Gazelle as well, um, General Manager of Travel Managers, for providing... Obviously an outstanding environment in which their teams developed because it was their second win in a row. And Clear is actually a supporting sponsor to the Avis Scholarship Program as we believe it's important to be able to nurture our travel industry and its great talent that's coming through. So that's a quick catch up. I'm off to Jakarta this week to spend time with our great supporters, Singapore Tourism Board the Cruise World Conference as we conduct some workshops and panel sessions for our Indonesian agents who are doing very well in their development. It's an emerging market and numbers are very positive so again, just showing how wide our Cruise World market has become.
0: So that's all from us this week. Thank you to Peter Collar, Jacqueline Bott, Ellen Betridge and of course to Andy Harmer for this week's episode. What did you think? Share your thoughts by using the hashtag ClearPod That's C-L-I-A-P-O-D across all social media and we'll be back again next week. Thank you for listening. My name's Toby Cruz. Happy cruising.